If you or a loved one has a hoarding problem, let's work together on a solution. Thank you for stopping by the Hoarding Solution podcast and taking a listen to Tuesdays with Tammy. And today I am going to talk about why I talk about hoarding. And I had received a little more clarity this past weekend over why I have chosen to talk about this topic, uh, why I keep... (laughs) bringing it up in different conversations. And I, I really feel like there's a reason why I'm supposed to be talking about hoarding issues. And what became really clear to me was this idea that we can see hoarding situations and somehow not address them. And I've also written about this previously on my blog, um, thehoardingsolution.com. And I, I realized that for me, it's even deeper than just, you know, the fact that I grew up in that hoarded space. What I see is the fact that my brother was also in this hoarded space and it was even more challenging for him because he was in a wheelchair and had even more limited ability to navigate throughout the house. And I just feel like we as a society can do better when we encounter these hoarding situations. And I believe part of the purpose of me talking about this is to help a myriad of people understand what hoarding is and how to start to have a conversation about their concerns. And my experience many, many years ago was connecting with various agencies around my concern for my brother's well-being. And despite the fact that there were people involved with his life, as far as social services and things like that, that knew about that situation, but essentially did not move the needle to make any changes for him long-term, like moving him into a less cluttered space or um, helping him maintain an apartment. He did for a certain period of time, but ultimately ended up returning to the hoarded home. And I talk about this because many times I reflect on the fact that I escaped and he was unable to due to basically physical mobility issues. And when I was looking at that house now, where I have not lived for many, many years, uh, and seeing the level of the hoarding in that space and knowing that Throughout the years, various entities have come into contact, been in that space, seen the situation, the issue, and still there's not a lot of traction on how to help a person with a hoarding issue, what to do if you see it, who do you talk to. For some people, it's what is this? Because they've honestly never seen 
hoarding to the level of packed houses where you can barely shimmy through on a goat path. There is a, a large lack of awareness of how severe these situations are and can be, as well as the impact that it has on the people living in the space, the people escaping the space, and any first responders or medical staff that are expected to go into people's homes, there's a big impact on them as well, especially if it's hoarded or what they call heavy content homes. There are just a lot of people that are impacted by this behavior. And I talk about this because we need to talk about this. We need to have earlier intervention. We need to have mitigation conversations. We need to be talking about what's going on behind the scenes if someone's having surgery. Um, We need to be doing that ahead of time, not the moment of discharge and, oh no, Aunt Mary can't go home because of the condition of her home. And now you're dealing with a medical issue, a housing crisis, and maybe even more things going on in that space that you didn't know about that make it impossible for someone recovering from a procedure to return to that space, whether it's too much stuff or squalor or stairs or avalanche risks. There's all these things that come into play in a hoarding situation. And it's really important to have conversations around safety and what is actually going on with that person. And I, I know that silence doesn't solve the problem. And often we don't see someone for a very long period of time and we might show up in their space And then we see what's going on and we wonder what is going on and what do we say and how do we start? In general, I see a knee-jerk reaction. Hey, we need to clean up this space. We need to get your stuff out of here. Let's throw this all the way. Why do you need this stuff? Um, Why are you lazy? How come you let it get this bad? And we get into this conversation that really doesn't get us anywhere and it just irritates the person with the hoarding issue. It's draining for anyone trying to intervene. And those types of statements and conversations don't really advance the cause. And it's valuable to recognize that you could approach this from a space of concern and safety and well-being. Hey, Aunt Mary, I'm worried about the trip hazard in your hallway because you're going to have to come through here and with a cane in two weeks and anything you hit in that hallway could fall down creating a trip hazard for you so can we maybe make a 36 inch path in the hallway so that you're able to navigate that space when you return from surgery something along those lines where you kind of are removing the blame destigmatizing the stuff a bit if you will and creating some safety for that person to navigate in their space. I recognize that not all conversations go well, and it can be almost impossible to do something like a safety day. And sometimes you have to take extreme measures to clean up a space if someone wants to return to the home. And so even in that context, you could have a conversation I will use Aunt Mary again as an example and say, Aunt Mary, in order for you to come home, we have to clear off your kitchen table so that 
you can sit at it and your caregiver can bring you a meal. We need to clear off the stove so they can cook the food on the stove. And we need to clean out your fridge so that your good, healthy, unexpired food can go in that refrigerator. And you may have to have that conversation. You may have to assure them that your goal is their safety and well-being and come at it from that perspective. I talk about hoarding because we need to talk about it. I see a lack of awareness, a lack of understanding, an inability almost to articulate our concern because we are so shocked by what we see at times. And that is across the board, whether you're a family member, whether you're in real estate, property inspection, property management, first responder, medical care folks, like there is not a level of awareness as to what someone might be struggling with in their own home. And that's why I want to have these conversations. It's why I talk about hoarding because even going a bit deeper into that why is when I think about someone who has mobility issues, might be wheelchair bound, bed bound, and somehow they are in a hoarded space that is dark, depressing, they cannot navigate it. It breaks my heart to think about the people who don't have a choice. And oftentimes you will find hoarding situations where one person did not hoard or did not hoard at that severity. And then it kind of snowballs over time due to health issues. And it wasn't ever their objective to have a huge hoarded space, but because of things happening in their life, it grew into something they could no longer control or even get a handle on. Even if they physically could, they're overwhelmed and don't know where to start. And I find that overwhelm and not knowing where to start is also very common if you are a spouse or the adult kid or a caregiver that's coming into this space and you don't know where to begin. So part of the consulting work I do is about figuring out where to begin. How do you start the conversation? How do you start this process? What resources should you be pulling in for you to deal with this? And I want people to know that you don't have to go through this alone. You don't have to struggle through this hoarding situation, not having any connections. There are support groups. There are people that are consultants. There are people that are organizers. There is people that are junk removal experts who understand what hoarding issues are and how to approach that situation with a kindness that is needed so that no one, or we mitigate re-traumatizing anyone that's involved in the situation. And people need to know that lots of people have clutter to some degree and is all kind of on a spectrum of pristine environment all the way up to needing a dumpster. And we all kind of fall somewhere on that spectrum. And And we need to understand that People who have a hoarding issue are frequently highly educated, very successful in their careers. They may have done very amazing things in their community. They may still be doing those things, but that does not mean that hoarding is not an issue for them 
in their home. It does not mean that hoarding has not caused damage to their relationships, either professionally or personally. And so we all tend to have some kind of an issue that we struggle with. And for people that hoard, it just happens to manifest in stuff. And that's the first thing we see is the stuff. And I'm here to talk about all the people that are impacted by hoarding. And there's 19 million people, it's estimated in the US that have an issue with hoarding. And so you may not have a hoarding issue yourself. You may not have a family member that has an issue, but you most likely know someone that is struggling with clutter in some way. And it's time to humanize the fact that we all have some degree of clutter for the most part that we need to deal with. And it may not be physical clutter in your space. It might be digital clutter. So I think that's another aspect of just destigmatizing this overall problem that is there in regard to hoarding. So those are my thoughts around this today. And I want to thank you for stopping by the Hoarding Solution podcast and listening into Tuesdays with Tammy and my thoughts around the hoarding issues and why I talk about hoarding. And I thank you for being here. And if you like, please join us in the Hoarding Solution group on Facebook or LinkedIn. And you can follow us at the Hoarding Solution on Instagram as well. And you can email us at the hoarding solution at gmail.com or check out our website at homesareforliving.com as well. Thank you so much. And I hope you have a great day. The Today I Decide Mental Health Summit will be held virtually on Saturday, April 3rd, 2021. This summit is designed to provide hope and to show others that they are not alone in overcoming mental health challenges. Mental health issues plague many people in our world, and we may not always know that until it is too late. This summit is bringing awareness to mental health issues, providing a place for discussion, awareness, and resilience solutions. We've got many amazing speakers uh, lined up sharing their stories of overcoming struggle and resilience. I'm very honored to be one of the speakers for this amazing event. I invite you to join us. You can find more information with our hashtag Today I Decide, and you can also find more details and check out the great sponsorship options at veteranssocialsummit.com. Thank you so much for being willing to be a part of the solution.